And they said, hi, Chris and Kyle. I'm a loon. I'm a loon. I'm a loon. <laughs> I'm a loon. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Steal a few minutes to get psyched up for an upcoming incense day. Rev your engines and charge your batteries for a new event. We can appraise our Pokemon, but what about events? The number of events this month isn't the only whirlwind. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 135. (laughs) How did we get here? It's March 9th, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Kyle. Hey, Kyle. What's going on? Uh, Not a whole lot, and also a whole lot, sort of. That's true. Uh, Wait, are you talking about Pokemon Go related or like personal? uh it's it's a mix of both <laughs> okay i was about to say because i was looking at the news section i was like wow we got a lot of stuff to talk about but like a couple of them are like misnomers i'm like mm, i don't know how to feel about it really but anyway welcome to the show uh shout out to four patrons three new one returning really quick before we actually get started jan 10 second friend and jack and thank you to wes for being a returning patron very happy to see you back welcome welcome all right kyle we we set some goals last week we did uh yeah yeah we sure did we gotta stop doing that you know <laughs> uh you wanted to catch let's include our our fletchling shiny goals here nine okay. shiny fletchling yes great job three hundred thousand experience yes you had to have easily <laughs> a, a, whole lot, to a have. whole lot more i totally forgot about what happened this week so i had to go check the number just to make sure <laughs> and then i remembered oh right fletchling day <laughs> yeah yeah how much did you actually get uh i mean i got like almost a million this week maybe a little shy nice, nice. rank 20 gbl is your ongoing goal that's right i forgot about that so yeah. how's your progress going with that? Uh, i've done about 40 battles i'm like six and a half or whatever right now nice nicely done and 151 unique species caught Nah, i didn't get that i tried i i, I put a lot of effort in how close are you I'm at 125. That's pretty good, but it's, no cigar. Yeah, it's it's okay, but could be better. Okay, well, I mean, it's the new season, and we have all these events. I'm sure right now there's a bunch of unique things out because we are in the ser- uh, seeking, searching, looking, the Legends one, that one. Nah, yeah. I've caught all that already. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, we have another one coming up. We'll talk about it in the news here, uh, and uh, you can, I'm sure you can finish out those unique species by then. So two out of three? Not bad for myself. 77 million experience. Boy, oh boy, did I blow that out of the water this week? I was trying <laughs> to get like 1.5 million experience. I ended up getting 2.3 million experience this Jeez. week. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. 30 shiny fletchling. I only caught 28 this week. Ooh. I, yeah, I'm a little bit upset about that. That's okay. I had to stop and pick some stuff up. I didn't think it'd be a big deal, but whoops. I'm going to go ahead and blame those. Definitely not RNG because I was I was do those shinies, right? That's how it works. Yeah. 
<laughs> mine for the taking no rank 10 in gbl i got to like rank six i didn't put a lot of time into it this week i kind of forgot about it so that's a miss on that one <laughs> and four million stardust total by point of recording i'm at like almost 4.3 so that's good so two out of four for me you still beat me again kyle percentage wise yeah but only because i set less this is how percentages work well you you set an ongoing goal so yeah, i'm working you know. on it so yeah 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 well that's how it works <laughs> okay so we've got some news to get through so i i suppose why wait let's hop into it what's going on it's the news all right first things first i didn't put it on the list but we always do this fletchling community was this past weekend it was three times catch experience fletchling was shiny if you evolved a talon flame during the period of time of the event which was six hours up to two hours afterwards it had the quick move incinerate it's very good for pvp in certain scenarios lots of people have them in pvp right now oh my gosh they're all over oh, the gosh darn place god how was your experience kyle did you enjoy it yeah it was a good time it was nice weather for the most part yep and just caught a whole lot of fletchling the spawns were good i can't hit excellent throws on fletchlings it's just not <laughs> something i can do so the xp was okay i mean the xp was great but it wasn't as good as it could have been yeah yeah uh, you know a lot of people were saying that about the excellent throws and i think i was just lucky it's kind of like in the sweet spot for me where i was able to really pretty easily figure it out and kind of reproduce it every single time Ugh, um but no some pokemon you know some pokemon click with some people and some pokemon don't click with anybody you know and it's this one for sure i got lucky but <sighs> all the same three times catch experience even on a great throw is still pretty good yeah now i just want to say for now, the second community day, I have been robbed of XL candy. This is only the second community day where I was actually catching a lot since it really became relevant. The other one being Machop. Yeah. I caught 550, 650 Fletchling. I got like 125 XL candy from that. <laughs> and then i transferred all of them i transferred all 500 500 600 however many it was and i got 90 90 i got 90 maybe 95 it was just right there i currently have like 219 xl candy oh oh my gosh <laughs> how much regular fletchling candy do you have right now uh 1900 okay did you do a bunch for the evolution hour we just had no interesting okay so i caught like somewhere in the ballpark i think i sent you the number kyle so correct me if i'm a little bit off here i think it was like 815 fletchling yeah, something like seven, that. 750 800 somewhere in that part i thought it was around 800 yeah but um i transferred 700 of them all at once and then sent kyle the screenshot and i ended the day with 416 fletchling candy xl and like just under 3,500 fletchling candy i had some from prior to that but the xl candy was like all that event so how on earth you only caught 200 less than I did 300 less maybe than I did. And you ended up with 200 less XL candy. Yeah, I'm I'm upset. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually upset about it. And no, Chris wasn't weather boosted the entire time. <laughs> like everyone is probably thinking and screaming right now. So I just transferred three and got three XL candy. <laughs> Case in point. Yeah, no, I, I was I just transferred four and I got one. 
see, there you go. There you go. I think I'm actually <laughs> cursed. I think I'm actually cursed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is too bad we don't have a video element to this because that would be too <laughs> funny. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to kind of see. You should really start tracking all of your data to see what your rate is and see if it's consistently <sighs> bad or you've just gotten unlucky two in a row. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. What was the last <laughs> community day? before this last community day i didn't play it rosalia never mind (laughs) yeah i wasn't exactly looking for xl candy on rosalia day to be super honest with you no 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 anyway uh it went well the event was okay and there was a lot of rumblings about the you know the paid research not being as lucrative as previous ones have been and if you look at the payouts there was definitely some value to that argument yeah it's it's pretty cut and dry there's less value in it uh, but, you know, hey, maybe the next one will be even that much more valuable It's the pendulum might swing in the other direction. Who knows? Kind of hard to say anything about that. Yeah, I, I will say, though, that consistently the dollar research for Community Day has given about 13,000 Stardust. Like mm-hmm. that has been consistent since they started. So yeah. to then see it be, what was it, 3,000 this time? Something like that. Something like that. That was that's a bit of a bummer. Very true. Very true. But I guess we'll see what the future ones have in store. But on to the other pieces of news. The first one's just kind of like a little like, hey, this is happening. Pokemon TCG collaboration. This came out, I think, the day after we recorded last week or two days after that, something like that. Trainers, a collaboration has been finalized between Pokemon Go and the Pokemon trading card game. Sounds like that was happening for a while. (laughs) 2021 marks the 25th anniversary of the release of Pokemon Red and Pokemon Green. And just like the video games, the Pokemon trading card game is also celebrating its 25th anniversary. To celebrate, we are doing a collaboration between Pokemon Go and the Pokemon trading card game. In part one of the collaboration, multiple parts. Professor Willow will appear as a Pokemon TCG card in summer 2021. (gasps) That's this summer, which marks the five-year anniversary of the release of Pokemon Go. We plan for this card to be obtainable in regions around the world where the Pokemon TCG is sold. Starting in late May 2021, we plan to announce the art and content of the Professor Willow card and details on how to get the card in each area. We will make announcements as further collaborations are determined. So we hope you will look forward to those. The Pokemon trading card game is a two-player head-to-head trading card game based on the Pokemon video game series. You experience the fun by collecting TCG cards, building your own deck, and using Pokemon battles. I would encourage you to read the article. They have a link to the website and all that sort of stuff so you can kind of get familiar with it. But if you're like most Pokemon Go players and not a TCG, you know, student of the TCG, let's just say, you're probably looking at this and going, I'd like to have that card as you know, a piece of memorabilia for this and nothing else. You're not probably looking at this to put it in your deck to play competitive, not saying those people don't exist, but that's what I want to know. I collect the cards as well, but I want to just get a willow card just to have the willow card. Now, if you know anything that's happening in the TCG space right now, the Pokemon TCG space in general, there's a lot of issues around supply scalping. The market's insane. People are pointing fingers at Logan Paul for doing you know, base set box breaks several, several months ago. It's kind of a minefield of a thing right now. So it's interesting to see this collaboration and instantly the concerns in the community, on the internet, all over the place, social media places is just, will we actually be able to get this? 
or not. Because you go to a Target right now, the shelves are empty. You go to a Walmart right now, the shelves are empty. They're empty everywhere. There's videos of people waiting for them to unload carts and people just scooping them up, even with item limits the next day, within a few hours even. You can't get stock anywhere. And so the question becomes, how will this be rolled out? Will I be able to get my hands on this? Can I order just as a single? Do I have to get it in a pack? Like what's going on? So people are kind of losing their minds. Now, Kyle has not been as plugged into the Pokemon TCG scene (laughs) as I have, and I'm barely plugged in. I just buy the cards on occasion to open up on stream just for funsies. So, Kyle, I kind of want to know what your perspective is on this. Do you just not care? <laughs> so I have, I have two thoughts. First okay. is I could not care less. Okay. That's Good. that's the first thought. It's it's neat. It's astounding that it's taken almost five years at this point. But makes sense. They weren't sure how much this would be a part of the Pokemon world until it never went away. <laughs> Sure, sure. (laughs) But to me, when I see a single card that I want, I'm going to go buy it from somebody. I'm not going to go open a box. I'm not going to go open a pack. If the card is rare, it's going to be a little bit expensive. If it's common, they're going to be everywhere. (laughs) I'm just going to buy it off of eBay for like $3. That's what I did when I played Yu-Gi-Oh! And if it's... If it's insanely rare, we have a whole different discussion to be had, obviously. That would be a very poor strategy on the Pokemon Company's part. But how desirable actually is this? Who who can tell? We won't know until supply and demand starts to get met, honestly. Like, if you got one, you'd be like, oh, this is cool, though, right? Like, you'd yeah, I'd be like, to I it. mean, maybe. The art's got to be good the art's got to be good. <laughs> True. because if it's just like one of the generic professor or trainer cards that i've seen in the past i'd be like i don't care it's just willow i've seen better willow yeah, art but i would love a full art holographic professor willow yeah if if that exists i'd be, I'd be like yeah okay that'd be pretty neat that'd yeah. be cool anyway we're not a tcg podcast uh as kyle likes to remind me from time to time when i bring up the cards uh <laughs> Do you so, want to open a box cart? No, Chris. I've got two boxes sitting over there. I have no plans for so. Hmm. I don't know how uh, you have the self control. I just forget they exist. It's oh really God. quite simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it for that news headline. We'll leave that where that belongs, right there, and we'll move on to some Pokemon Go specific related headlines. The first one is something we already knew about: Incense Day event. This is happening this Sunday. Trainers. On Sunday, March 14th, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time, the same hours as Community Day, you'll be able to enjoy an incense day featuring Beldum and other psychic and steel-type Pokemon. So shout out to those of you that are still working on catching your 30 psychic and 30 steel for your masterwork research. This is an excellent time, although you probably have your hands full with them with the Searching for Legends event right now happening. During this event, Beldum will be attracted to incense, and you could even encounter a shiny Beldum if you are lucky. It's been out. Just let's clarify. Evolve Matang, the evolution of Beldum during the event to get a Metagross that knows Meteor Mash, an attack that was previously featured during Community Day. Kyle, in a word, how is Meteor Mash? It's very good. Like, there's nothing else to say. Fantastic. If you didn't get one during the Hoenn event, now's a good opportunity. And it hasn't even been that long. 
No, that was much more than one word, but that is all accurate information. <laughs> an event-exclusive one Pokecoin bundle featuring an incense <laughs> will also be available to purchase in the shop. Just one incense. In addition to Beldum, different Pokemon will be attracted to incense at different times throughout the event. During times that feature psychic-type Pokemon, you might encounter Pokemon like Natu, Girafferig, Metatite, and Baltoy. If you're lucky, you might even find a Muna. Great, a regular one. During times that feature Steel-type Pokemon, you might encounter Pokemon like Alolan Diglett, Magnemite, Aeron, and Bronzor. If you're lucky, you might even encounter a Shieldon. Great. That's actually kind of a nice catch. Here's mm-hmm. a breakdown of which type of Pokemon you can expect to encounter at different times throughout the event. So it runs from 11 to 5, and each window is an hour. So 11 to 12 is Psychic, then 12 to 1 is Steel, and it goes back and forth. So Psychic, Steel, Psychic, Steel, Psychic, Steel. There's six hours total. They stagger themselves. They trade off, and there's three of each. There's three hours total of each type. So there you go. Are you going to be out? trying to do this kyle or do do, do you care is this exciting to you or does this kind of feel like an event that's more geared towards people that haven't been playing for a long time that haven't done the beldum community day that already don't have their catch medals etc well i think this is good because it brings meteor mash again it shows that they're not afraid to bring it back in such a short span of time so that's really good for the future that said, I don't care for incense days at all. They're they're good to have. They're just not something that gets me going to go play. Sure. sure. And also, this one is falling on a Sunday, so I'm just not going to take part because I'm going to be at work for four of the six hours. Very true. But you will have access to then at least one hour of each typing, which is kind of nice, but half of one will be eaten up because you'll be heading to work. Yeah, but the <laughs> the the problem I have with these is – you have stuff you really want to get that are good because you're slightly targeted, like the shield on, which is rare, the metatite, which is very strong in great league. You're going to see like three of each over the course of six hours. And even if you have good odds, you're going to see like 10, maybe 15 tops. And that's just like, that doesn't even make a dent in the candy, let alone the XL candy you need. So it just, it doesn't excite me in any way. It's, I mean, that that's true, but they might have boosted incense uh, effectiveness like they do during community days where you catch and it turns over in 30 seconds. Yeah, but even then it's the rare spawn. Well, Metatite's not the rare spawn. Shield on is the rare spawn. So yep, you might have Muna. a little better luck with Metatite, but. I'm okay with Mana being the uh, the rare spawn. I don't really want any more of that. I'm kind of set. I got enough for a Musharna, and that's it. Yeah. No one, <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm going to be playing this. I like incense days because I like running incense whenever I'm playing normally. Um, I kind of like that there's not a lot of other things to be worried about, like natural spawns. I really have to be focused on playing normally and, oh, keeping out for one of these other spawns while I'm out playing, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. But y- your point is well taken. That to get excited or to head out and thinking that you're going to get massive amounts of any particular Pokemon on this list is uh, fanciful thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It just basically what we're saying is the event is fun, but don't expect it to be like a community day because it's not going to be like that. Now, that being said, we got another event coming up. 
the charge up event. We also knew about this, but here are the details. Trainers, charge up your batteries and get ready to roll. Electric type Pokemon will soon have their moments in the spotlight with the first ever charge up event. Similar to previous events like Psychic Spectacular and Bug Out, this event will focus on catching, evolving, and powering up Pokemon of a single type. This time, it's electric. Do, 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 do. This is great. By the way, I just want to make up a, a point to point out that the copywriting for this is fantastic. Saying that it's like other events that we've seen before is a really great way of making sure that people know what to expect because there's there's content creator videos, there's articles, there's guides, there's review articles. You know, there's a bunch of thoughts and feelings out about those previous events that players that have no idea what to expect can reference. So shout out to whoever thought that they should do that. Excellent. Please <laughs> more of that. So when is this charge of event happening? Well, it's happening from Tuesday, March 16th at 10 a.m. to Monday, March 22nd at 8 p.m. local time. Features include electric type Pokemon, including the Lowland Geodude, Voltorb, Electric, Stunfisk, and more will be appearing more frequently in the wild. Also keep an eye out for Tynamo, which will be making its Pokemon Go debut. Always fun to see new Pokemon, even if it is Tynamo. Hey, Tynamo is cool. Tynamo is cool. It's the evolutions that are not so cool. (laughs) (laughs) One vote. One vote, right? Yeah. Yeah, No, no, no. No vote. The second evolution got no votes. Oh, the yeah, the middle. The, wait, the third stage, the the final stage got zero votes. No, the middle stage got zero votes. The middle stage got zero votes. Yeah. Can you explain to people what we're referencing here? <laughs> there was a post on the Pokemon subreddit uh, a while ago. It's probably almost two years ago now that I think about it, where they were just polling people their favorite Pokemon. They got like fifty or sixty thousand results, and I believe only two Pokemon in the entire game, the entire Pokedex, got no votes. One of them was the middle evolution for Tynamo, whose name I actually can't even remember. Electros is the last one. Yeah, Electric. Electric. I can't pronounce it, but yeah. And I believe the other one is the middle evolution for Gathita, whose name I can't remember either. Who I also can't remember. No. Mm-mm. Which is, is, is says a lot. And just Gothitel? Whatever. Just to finish off that thought, though, number one was Charizard and number two was Gengar, if anyone ever had any questions, because <laughs> it wasn't obvious <laughs> enough. <laughs> Want to know why Charizard keeps coming back and the TCG is a spotlight and in the main series games is a spotlight? Well, there you go. Proof's from the pudding, now, isn't it? Stop yeah. voting for him. Stop voting for God. him. Except he's great. So why wouldn't you vote for Charizard? Gengar, too. I mean, come on. Because we've already had Charizard like 5,000 times. <laughs> Charmander community today. When? Hmm. <laughs> The following electric type Pokemon will be hatching from five kilometer eggs. Pichu, Elekid, Electrike, Shinx, Joltik, Tynamo, and Stunfisk. Ugh. Event exclusive field research tasks will reward Pokeballs, Ampharos, Mega Energy, Manectric, Mega Energy. What? 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 Encounters with electric type Pokemon and more. Time to research focused on evolving and powering up electric type Pokemon will be available. The following Pokemon will be appearing in raids, Fultorb, Shinx, Blitzel, Clink, and Tynamo, and one star. In three stars, we've got a Lolan Raichu, a Lolan Graveler, Magneton, and Ampharos. Five stars, we've got a Therian form, Thunderous. Nice, starting the rollout of the Therian forms. Mega Evolved Manectric, otherwise known as Mega <laughs> Manectric. 
Oh, the artist formerly known as Mega Evolved Manectric will be making its Pokemon Go debut in Mega Raids. Mega Houndoom and Mega Obama Snow will also be appearing in Mega Raids at this time. Mega Manectric is hilarious. It basically just turns into a giant lightning bolt that also kind of looks like a dog. Big fan. Yeah. That's, Big fan. That's kind of about it. And bonus. Just one bonus. You'll have a higher chance of receiving evolution items when opening gifts during the event period. Oh, you thought I wasn't opening gifts now. <laughs> I keep 10 of each on me at all points in time, and I, I'm constantly throwing them out constantly. But again, if you're a new player, this is awesome because some yes. of that stuff, you're like, where do I get Sinnoh stones? Like, come on. You know, you're not sitting on a stock. Do PVP. That's what I have to say. Do do PvP and get your your seven day spin streaks and stuff like that, you know, but or open gifts during this event, I suppose. That so, said, if you're wondering why they're giving the bonus evolution items and gifts, it's because Tynamo is requiring a stone to evolve. It takes a Unova stone. So that makes sense. That makes sense. So any love for this event, Kyle? Are you excited for Tynamo at the very least? I like Tynamo like as a. A Pokemon as like a baby form, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I will not hatch 5k eggs for it unless I happen to be stuck with a 5k egg. I will do raids for it before I do that. Yeah, that, that's that's fair enough. I understand that. Uh, I'm excited for it just because I like having themed, uh, you know, events. Plus, I'm on the seeking, le- searching for, is it searching? I think it's got to be searching for legends, right? Searching for legends. Uh, events research right now. I'm on the catch the electric types, which I'm probably going to get with Magnemites. But if I don't, I've got this nice safety net of this entire event, I suppose. I, I have to take a <laughs> snapshot of Thunderous because I haven't caught it. I didn't catch a Thunderous before. Oh, buddy. Yeah, so. I, I feel like I felt like such a such a slick dude because I had one from a long time ago. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, this one. Boom, baby. (laughs) And this last piece of news here is uh, invite your friends to enjoy Pokemon Go and earn rewards together. Trainers, we're excited to announce that a referral program will soon be coming to Pokemon Go. When you refer a friend to enjoy Pokemon Go, whether it's their first time playing or they're returning after a break, undefined amount of time, they'll receive rewards like Pokemon encounters, rare candy, incubators, and more as they hit milestones on their adventure. And so will you. Yay! Because I don't like helping my friends unless I get something out of it. Like other features we've launched in the past, we'll be tuning the referral program over time in order to make the process as easy and exciting as possible. Trainers in Australia will be the first to receive referral codes that they can share with friends. Stay tuned for more information as we roll out this exciting new program. A referral system, Kyle? Yeah. But we already all play Pokemon Go. <laughs> Everybody I know plays Pokemon Go. I've I've slowly removed people that don't play Pokemon Go from my life over the past <laughs> four years. I have no, to no. find new friends. <laughs> but for real, it took four years to get a referral system. <laughs> they had other things going on. <laughs> can you look? I want. I'm asking in all honesty. Can you name an online? game that doesn't have some kind of referral system right now um i'm sure there are plenty especially in the mobile game sphere Uh uh-uh no every mobile game has a refer friends thing because they give you bonuses for them pokemon masters 
does. I mean, I can't comment on that one. I don't think Cafe Mix does. Look, naming other Pokemon, Pokemon games Smile are not a good a example. System. Even mm. like even Candy Crush has a referral system. My Blue Cross Blue Shield app doesn't have a referral system. Are you sure? Do you not have a no Actually, referral system might. to get people just, to sign up? I'm trying to make a joke, but maybe they do. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, look, all I'm saying is that it's it's a very common feature that I'm kind of surprised took this long because it's it's a win-win for for Niantic for Pokemon. <laughs> but we, we don't even have login bonuses still. We've talked about that being a staple in the industry as well. Yeah, well, in, in their minds, I'm sure that they think the catch and the Pokestop spin are the login bonuses. I'm sure, or close enough that that is not a priority. Yes. Right, yeah. But good, good, good potential feature when we get it in like nine months. <laughs> yeah. No. If we get it. If we get it, you know, if it's if it's like the Pokecoin system revamp and it hits Australia and they're like, yep, good to go. And they just never roll it out. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah, could be the case. So, you know, I, I'm I'm really interested to hear how this goes. I'd love to hear some input for when this does go live from our Australian friends. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, exciting, exciting stuff. But hey, that's the news section. And that means nothing else other than it's time for Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, we got a little section that was inspired by an email. It's called Time is Money, friend. Talking about the value of a variety of events and how to plan your playing time. I'm going to read the email during this section just because it's it's relevant and directly answering the questions being asked. Anyway, so the email is from Barry Cherry, and they said, and they said, hi, Chris and Kyle. I'm a new listener and kind of a new player. I started playing Pogo in September 2020, and I'm proud to say I'm level 39, well on my way to level 40. Great progress. Way to go. Nice. I'm really enjoying the new spawns in the Season of Legends. Froakie is spawning very regular for me. Nice. I live in Ireland, so I'm not sure if the spawn rates are up in the Northern Hemisphere or just all over. I'm not sure either, but I can say that I have caught a fair few Froakie as well. Same. It's, it's nice. I also caught five ducklets in the wild and finally able to evolve one into Swana for a dex entry. Good. Now you never have to worry about them again except to catch more Ducks, because ducks are good, great, fun. They're awesome you. animals. Can can agree. Yes, I am a little burned out by the volume of events. I feel like I needed a break after Kanto. Not more events to try and keep track of. I'd have been okay with just genie raids and no events, so I could enjoy catching these new spawns. It's hard as a new player to know what to focus on. Any tips for making the most of this season? Thanks, guys. Love the show, Barry Cherry. Well. I have some great tips on how to prioritize your time and maybe feel a little bit less overwhelmed, as well as one last thing at the end that's going to be the most important bit. First up, you want to identify the value the events bring specifically to you. How are you playing Pokemon Go is the most important part. We talk about it all the time. Everybody has their own goals that they, they set for themselves. Everybody has their own joy that they get out of the game. Whether you like collecting, whether you like, you know, completing a living decks or just getting the decks entry, whatever collecting means to you personally, whether you like getting shinies, who doesn't like getting shinies, but 
you you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, I actually have a funny story about that really quick. I promise it'll be just a minute. Okay. So our a longtime family friend has started playing the game. My sister, I know you're listening. She's she's gonna laugh. She knows exactly where the story is going. So our <laughs> friend, our family friend has started playing the game with with their with their young their young child, right? Okay. This child is getting into Pokemon in a big way. And so Good. he, the father, our friend, is like, hey, I'm getting back into Pokemon Go so that we have something to do together. What's going on? And started playing during the cancel event. And he was like, send me a bunch of raids because I got to get through this collection challenge. And we're like, sure, absolutely. We'll send you raids because we were out all day doing that, right? We send him a Mewtwo raid, his very first Mewtwo raid, and his son is just so excited, and they're doing the raid, and they and they beat it, right? And <laughs> their first Mewtwo ever on the account is Shiny, which is spectacular. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, no. <laughs> the kid in the background is like, oh, I hope he's not green when we catch him. <laughs> <laughs> My sister and I almost died. Oh man, it was too good. Anyway, sorry. So shinies aren't for everybody, clearly. That's amazing, especially when they're green. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll get out of here. <laughs> I love my green boys. Back to value though. Always looking for stardust. I hope. Not not everybody. Of course, it varies on how you want to play. If you don't care about powering stuff up and you just want to collect, stardust doesn't mean anything to you. Are you chasing meta relevant Pokemon? You know, the the list goes on and on. You can determine what is important to you in the grand scheme of things. Once you decide what is important to you, you can look at what is being presented in the events, especially when they give a breakdown of the whole month, and you can see where you want to spend the time during that month, especially if you have a limited amount of time to play. So for examples, if you're into collecting and you see the new month breakdown, are there new raid Pokemon you need to do? There are new legendaries, new egg hatches? Time to get walking if you need those. <laughs> Good luck if it's a 10K egg. Just saying. Or a 12K for that matter. Uh, we don't, no, we don't talk about those. I'm so tired of hatching Absol. <laughs> My girlfriend hatched a corefish today. <laughs> oh no, the heartbreak. <laughs> you the can heartbreak hear it. It's real. Yeah. Or, you know, if the event has a new deck entry, all of those very good things to spend and focus your time on. If you're into shi- hunting shinies, This one's a bit more rough. I would recommend not making this a focus because if you specifically want to get one shiny and that's what your gameplay revolves around, you're probably just going to burn yourself unless you're already a mega player, in which case you'll probably get it then. Yeah, most most people that shiny hunt in particular just play a lot. Yeah. Uh, So if you're looking for a way to play more efficiently, shiny hunting is a hard one to do. (laughs) Yeah. Next one's kind of related, though. Stardust. If your focus is on Stardust, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot you can do. You play. And you try and play efficiently. Usually, there's some boosted Stardust time, mostly focused around a spotlight hour during the month. Every once in a while, we have some events around it, community days, obviously. But even still, if your focus is Stardust, you can make plans for having specific times to play so you know you will get value out of using a star piece. And of course, it gives you a nice time set aside to just enjoy the game. This is 30 minutes that you know you're going to play Pokemon Go for, that kind of stuff. And lastly, the meta relevance. It kind of overlaps with collecting, but if anything is in the spawn pool that is meta relevant, you know Mm -hmm. what you're looking for in particular, 
like currently with the Searching for Legends event going on, Beldum is spawning a lot. Metagross is very relevant. And the Searching for Legends stuff is going to end with an incense day at the end, which will get you Meteor Mash Metagross. Also, Arlo currently runs with a Beldum in his team, and it can be shiny. And Arlo is an absolute pushover right now. So, yes, you can beat it with like a 400 CP Haunter or something like that. (laughs) Yep. But that's just an example of how you can look at what's spawning, see that there's value in that specific spawn, and know that that's what you would like to get out of your time playing. And now, obviously, you hear this whole list and you're like, oh, my God, that's so many things. Now I need to do all of them. This is the one piece of advice I have for anyone who feels like that but also feels like they're overwhelmed. You don't have to do everything. Full stop. Pokemon Go is a game. It should be a time of enjoyment when you play. It shouldn't be a chore. And the most important thing to keep in mind is everything that's currently happening will come back at some point. Everyone is always afraid of missing out of something, but we have not gotten something that has not come back at some point or will come back at some point in the future. And once you are able to adopt that mentality, I think it helps a lot. I missed the Force of Nature trio almost completely when they first came around. And I was like, oh man, now my decks looks like garbage. It's missing these, these, these holes right here, but they're back now. And I've I've completed them. So suddenly that problem in the past doesn't seem like so much of a problem anymore. Chris, do you have any thoughts about playing more efficiently or making the best use of your time? Yeah, I think um, I think a little bit of research goes a long way, uh, specifically if you have any goals around it or if you only had limited time. I think the way that you spread everything out and organized it into different like buckets is is really smart. So you identify what you need for the month. Take a look at the overall, like the overview of the the month and just pick, just pick the events. If you go out every single day and you just play casually a little bit, that's a great way to play too. But if you're trying to achieve something, there's a, there's a more efficient way to spend your time. Just read a couple of the blog posts and see if it's worth your time or not. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that, that this section came up and, and Kyle was going to cover it was, first of all, we had a great email about it. But secondly, the most recent interview I did with Reversal, we kind of had, we briefly mentioned that it's really difficult for newer players to identify value in any given event. It's easy for us to look at something and go, worth it, not worth it. We've been playing for years, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, it's basically, it will take a little bit of time and experience to identify value. But they've also gotten a lot better about telling you what's going to be happening bonus-wise and spawn-wise in any given event. So it's kind of easier to plan than ever. (laughs) So that's pretty much it. Just pick your battles. And that marks the end of Gear Up, which means it's the beginning of Pokalore, because that's how it works when you move from one section to the next. This has been the best transition of my life. Kyle, you're lucky you were here for that. That was so smooth. (laughs) I'm, I'm blessed. Yeah, truly. Hashtag too blessed to stress. All right. Pokalore. This week, we're going to do Tornadus, the Cyclone Pokemon. Because last week, we did Landorus, the Bounty Pokemon. Is that what he is? Something like that? Whatever. Sure. So, Tornadus. In incarnate form, Tornadus is a green, muscular, humanoid Pokemon which resembles a genie. True. It is a male-only species with no female counterpart. 
On its forehead are two purple, long, and sharp horns. Tornadus has white, wavy, and billowy styled hair, a spiky white mustache, and two pointed green ears on either side of its head. Its eyes are yellow with beady white irises and no visible pupils. The front of Tornadus' body is covered in various, irregularly shaped purple spots. Its broad purple chest consists of two joined, partially diamond-shaped pectorals. There we go with the pectorals. I was waiting for them. And its <laughs> shoulders, elbows, and navel are adorned with raindrop-like designs. It has two spotted muscular arms with five fingers on each hand. Its lower body consists of a trailing cloud with a purple, long, curly tail tipped with a whirl. Whirl. Spanning the length of its tail, Tornadus has several whirled structures. They are a light khaki color, sounds hideous, and follow the same direction as the tip of its tail. In theory and form, much more interesting, Tornadus is a large, green, bipedal, long-necked, bird-like Pokemon. (laughs) It! is actually hideous and now lex it's not it's not a good design in my opinion no it's really whereas the incarnate form is like is is good i like the genie this one yeah bad okay it's not a bad design it's just it's it's goofy i have a hard time taking it seriously no i I I think it's i think it's a bad design i think it looks Hmm. like impractical like it doesn't function almost (laughs) looks like it'd be really great barbecued (laughs) yeah it now lacks any visible ears, can't hear you coming, and the horns on its forehead have become thinner and crest-like. Tornadus's hair is also now crest-like, and the direction of its hair whirl is reversed. The style of its hair is now more relaxed as well, proudly flowing down its long neck. <laughs> Tornadus's mustache now takes on a more beak-like appearance, puffing out on the edges like coarse plumage against its cheeks. Its eyes remain yellow, but with larger irises, which still lack visible pupils. Its chest is now fuller, but remains largely unchanged, while its navel is now bejeweled with a red gem. Tornadus's arms have now become large, spanning, feathered wings. How majestic. Each possessing thumbs and five large, purple-tipped primary feathers. It has two strong legs and sharp talons, each with three sharp purple claws and one dew claw. That's the back claw, I believe. Tornadus' tail remains largely unchanged, although it appears slightly longer and less curved than before. On its lower back, it has a large trailing cloud-like puff. Tornadus can travel at speeds of 200 miles per hour, 320 kilometers per hour for those of you that need that conversion. It can also whip up storms with its tail and is able to blow away houses with a great big huff, I guess. Tornadus is feared and despised by pigs and farmers, sorry, people and farmers for the destruction it causes with its ferocious gales when unleashed. It also gets into violent clashes with Thunderous when the two meet. Oh, that's right. Uncle Landorus to the to the rescue. I forgot about that. <laughs> All right. Stats incarnate form first at level 40. Max CP is 3345 and at level 50, 3782. Not too bad, actually, for the incarnate form. 164 defense, 188 stamina, and 266 attack. A healthy amount of attack. Best move set, air slash and hurricane. Bring dark pulse as your second charge move for some nice type coverage. Everything else can really not be considered like hyper beam again. Uh. Let's just not even go there. Oh, he said the word gross. Theory and form, max CP at level 40. Decreased from 3345 to 3215, and a level 50 decreased from 3782 to 3635. What 
what's the deal? Why'd they go down? Well, here we are. The defense was increased from 164 to 189. Stamina stayed the same at 188. And attack was decreased from 262 to 238. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Becoming Mm -hmm. a bird was the worst life choice it could make. (laughs) Who would have guessed? Best moveset? Same probably as the incarnate form. Again, we're not entirely sure. I'm going to be kind of interested to see if the theory informs have different movesets and if this conversation changes because of it but i really don't think there's a lot that can be done to save this one just because of no such a such a drop in attack yeah it's the only therian form that loses attack so yeah, yeah. no moveset change is going to change how we're talking about tornadoes but it might change thunderous or landerous substantially so landerous we'll in particular yeah. could could stand to benefit greatly I want to just bring up one fun thing about Pokemon Go. Uh, Tornadus is one of only two Pokemon in the game currently with flying as its primary typing. Oh, uh, primary or mono? Primary. Like it okay. is the only mono flying in the game except for uh, Rookity and Corvusquire in Gen 8, but we don't have those yet. But... Mon, uh, primary which means it has a flying type background when you're looking at it at its screen the other one is noibat yep and i caught a noibat earlier today and i shared an image and someone pointed that out the background looked fake and i'm like wow the background does look fake because <laughs> we're just we're so not used to seeing it it literally looks like somebody copy and pasted some clouds in the background <laughs> it looks like the wallpaper from toy story yeah, it really it's yikes. <laughs> I like it. I think it, it, the only reason it looks weird is because you don't see it very often. If you I'll, saw it all the time, you'd feel differently. About I mean, it. I think I think what feels weird is it's so defined, like the clouds are so defined in the background. Yeah. All of the other backgrounds are more like out of focus. I think a little bit. Yeah, they're like blurry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I just it, that's a fun little bit. So few flying types primary at least in the game very true uh it, and that's some of you might be thinking but what about pidgey uh, it's normal flying normal yeah. primary type and that's true of most boids in this game yep for sure so anyway that is tornadoes hope you learned a thing or two uh it's a genie turns into a bird and gets worse that's the summary thanks for coming to my ted talk all right it's time for the pokepoll last week's question was are the first days of the season of legends feeling legendary? What has been your experience so far? Trent said, personally, I've not felt like this season has been legendary yet. I've watched several unknown get reported in the larger downtown area, like Forish in 24 hours. But the seemingly boosted stage two spawns are nice. Seeing a random for alligator spawn outside of work was exciting. And I've seen some Ludicolo spawn. Two more, and I can be Mirror B. It's a trainer in Pokemon Coliseum that had Ludicolo. Oh, God. that That's too deep a reference for it's me. It's a deep cut, man. It's a, it's a that's deep a cut. deep cut. <laughs> the boosted second stage and third stage evolutions is are really nice. I caught an Aggron with my Go Plus when I was leaving today. Really? I my inventory, and there was an Aggron there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> It was especially weird because it did not have the day zero glow behind it. So I was very confused. 
Oh, that's odd. But it was sandwiched between two that were day zero. So like, I, it definitely was caught. I checked the date and everything. Hmm. That's a but bug. But anyways, I caught like 20 Leron when I went out to play for like an hour today. Some good stardust. Uh-huh. Next one's from DeFi. And she said, I just want to point out that I'm glad that there was a few days where I could feel the seasons change. It was nice to have a couple eventless days where I could just enjoy the vanilla spawn pool of the season. It's a lot of fun seeing new and different evolved spawns like the wild Dragonite around. Definitely agree. It's it's very important that they remember to do that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of reports of people being hype about wild dragonite it's so cool that we're still excited about that i i saw wild dragonite on my nearby when chris and i were playing a game like two nights ago and i'm like there's a wild dragonite nearby and chris's like you don't need it and i'm Mm-mm. like i know <laughs> but still <laughs> yeah but you do yeah it's like but like who doesn't want to just catch a wild dragonite <laughs> right right last one's from r2 the oldie it's legendarily painful trying to catch a Landorus or Tornadus. <laughs> I can agree with that. They like Tornadus to, is easier. They like to chill around the sides of the screen, though. It's it's kind yeah. of annoying. Mm-hmm. This week's Pokepole. Is there a non-meta Pokemon that you've invested resources into and or use often? What is it and why? Well, Chris, you said you had an answer ready to go. I'm going to need some ideas on this one. Oh, okay. Well, th- this is a cheap answer for me, but it's Genesect. Genesect. You, yeah, you try I, and use that at every raid that's weak to bug? Uh, When there is, yeah, mostly psychic type raids, I will definitely, actually only psychic type raids. <laughs> Gosh darn it. I will bring is, my Genesect. I mean, only. grass too, but that never happens. Psychic is much more relevant of an opportunity. Well, yeah, well, fire is just so strong. There's so many strong fire types, though. Oh, so. yeah. There's no way I'd bring my Genesect to uh, fire. I don't hate him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have an answer for this one because <laughs> I'm a meta slave. Very true. Do, do you have anything that you did power up before that is no longer meta relevant? Uh, I mean, that you still use because it's powered up? Uh, no. I, nothing that I have over th- like 2,800 CP is not meta relevant. Okay. Minus a couple of slacking that just evolved to that. All right. Like my top Pokemon are all Tyranitar, Mewtwo, Giratina, Metagross, Rhyperior. Yeah, uh, Dragonite, Salamance. I literally, I think the least meta Pokemon that I use the most often is got to be Polyrath for all of sure. my rocket needs. So that's <sighs> that's probably the best answer I can give because I'm I'm a meta slave, as I said. Yeah, but you've made such a good case for Polyrath. It's almost like it's meta. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't take credit. I stole it from Greg. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who uh, is a local player by Chris that was telling me about it at GoFest last year. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just, I got one right here. Let's use it. And it's like, it's great now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. So we'd love to hear your answers out there because I know that there are plenty of players out there that do not just check, you know, the top counters and sometimes <laughs> like to sneak in a favorite like I do every once in a while. So if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question, is there a non-meta Pokemon that you've invested resources into and slash or use often? What is it and why? 
you can answer the question uh, when we post it on Twitter. Or if you're a patron in our patron-exclusive Discord, more about patrons, patronage, and said Discord at the end of the show. But you can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or, hey, you could always send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before we get to any mail-related anything, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi-E for some pvp corner goodness and this week they're going to be doing a deep dive into top contenders for xl candy and how to counter them see you on the other side hi i'm fish on hater and i'm defy 250 and this is pvp corner the pvp segment that you need over 200 xl candies to power up to level 50 defy what's happening in pvp this week Well, taking a look at Go Battle League, the Great League is wrapping up this week. We're in our last week of it now, and we are looking ahead to two weeks of the Ultra League. How's the Great League going for you, Fish? Have you settled on anything? Never settling. Um, Always changing around, uh, depending on what I find fun at the time. And uh, I had a viewer in one of my Twitch streams. He redeemed channel points uh, in order to get me to play a team that he came up with, and that was Talonflame, Swampert, and Vigoroth. And I played that team and I enjoyed the absolute mercy out of it. And so I am still using that to this day. It is so fun. Talonflame is just so fire. It is certainly fire, but the best way to put out fire is with water. And I got my Pelipper. I found someone to <laughs> trade me one. The IVs weren't complete garbage. And I have been enjoying using Pelipper in the Great League. Very nice. I'm glad you got that sorted out. So let's move into the viewer questions, and we got a couple of things we want to address this week, DeFi. Yes, mahalo. We listened to the email that Chris and Kyle read last week. You are so sweet. Thank you for the kind words, and we are so happy that your Canto Cup went well, and we were so happy that we were able to help you out with that. Anytime somebody sends us positive feedback, it just you know makes our hearts happy. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, uh, really rewarding thing when we do get feedback talking about, you know, uh, people who formerly weren't into PvP and have now given it a go and they're finding it fun. That's just, that means the world to, to us. And um, people who were doing PvP but weren't, you know, getting a lot of success and now are, yeah, like we love hearing about that. So thank you again so much for the feedback. And we also have a question. Fish, do you want to read it off? Yeah, so TK Muffin got in contact with us to say, Hi, DeFi and Fish on a Heater. Also, Chris and Kyle. This is my first time writing a message to the podcast, and I have a question about PvP for the experts. You've come to the wrong place. Um, no, um, by the time you're reading this, a new season of Go Battle League would probably have started, and I already have a reliable team for the Great and Ultra Leagues. But when I try Master League, I get obliterated no matter how hard I try. Do you have any recommendations that would help me win from TK Muffin 42 Now, the first thing that we want to point out, and this is probably something that you're already aware of, but it is kind of a common misconception that, that we come across a lot, is that getting the right Pokemon will not translate to wins, at least not, you know, straight away. You being able to use the Pokemon you've got, definitely the more important thing. We we definitely won't ever be able to just say, hey, use these three Pokemon, and you'll suddenly start winning if you weren't before. Uh, having said that, 
we did get back to TK Muffin to ask them what they are using at the moment. And they came back with Rhyperior using Mudslap, Earthquake, and Stone Edge, Tyranitar with Iron Tail and Stone Edge, and Gyarados with Waterfall, Crunch, and Hydro Pump playing in the Premier Cup. With all that, DeFi, what are your thoughts? All right, I'm ready to do some surgery on this line of three. And the first thing I am hacking off is that Tyranitar. TK Muffin, that T-Tar is not helping you. It is like a stalker ex-girlfriend. Put it on the bench. Get it out of here. Slam the door in its face. It is not helping you. Note number two I just want to make, Rhyperior is a great Pokemon for Master League. However, it's a little bit better if you can get that Community Day move of Rock Wrecker rather than Stone Edge. So if you can get a a friend to trade you one, maybe a lucky friend so you can power it up nice and easy. Otherwise, we can make Stone Edge work here. And my third note, Gyarados, again, a fantastic Pokemon for Master League. But you should switch over to Dragon Breath as the fast move. Or if you want to keep waterfall that really slow heavy hitting water move then change your one of your charge moves switch hydro pump to aqua tail if you want to keep waterfall but we should note that aqua tail is a community day move so you would need to elite tm that or power up a different gyarados or trade or or wait until like another event where you you get access to evolving that move again whatever there are options basically so with those two and their moves sorted we, we now have a, a hole in our team, which needs to be filled. One Pokemon that I looked at and seems to do better than all the others is Togekiss with Charm. Togekiss, paired with those other two Pokemon, even before you change the moves, they put, pair together really well. And the only Pokemon in all of Master League that beat all three of those Pokemon are Glaceon, Venusaur, Lapras, and Beartick. Now, I don't know how many of those you are going to see in Master League. So you're looking pretty safe. And uh, there's also other charm options out there, such as Gardevoir. Mainly just Gardevoir. Or maybe if charm isn't your thing, Garchomp is another great choice if you have one. Mudshot being the fast move, Sandtomb, and Outrage being the charge moves. However, if you're going to go with Garchomp with Mudshot, I would switch your Rhyperior, have it run Smackdown as its fast move, so you get that rock damage in there. Yeah, and that can uh, help you, and ensures you have something to take out Togekiss, which is a very popular Pokemon in Master League and is very prevalent. All right, I think we're ready for the Sylph check-in. So we weren't able to quite provide all of the information we wanted to last week because Vortex Meta is so diverse. So we want to just really quickly talk about charm users. With the prevalence of fighting, dark, and dragon, charm can be deadly. You can knock out Pokemon in just a few fast move turns. It's very enticing. However, charm has a problem. It's so slow. Charm users rarely ever get to their charge moves. And this is a shield-reliant cup. Charm isn't going to help you burn through shields, so you're going to be facing a huge uphill battle against your opponent in the end when they have shields and you've already burned through yours. So uh, it's up to you if you if you do want to use them. Like we said, uh, there's a, a big reason to use them. There's also a big reason not to use them. If you decide to go ahead, there are a few charmers that are worth looking at. The biggest one, in my opinion, is Gallade. 
usually used with confusion. Charm can absolutely do some work. Uh, and it has Leaf Blade as its primary charge move, which is very spammy. It's only 35 energy, and that means you can get to it in six charms, which isn't that much. You know, Gallade is a very glassy Pokemon, we all know that, but if you can get to the Leaf Blade in just six charms, then it makes you a lot more likely to actually be able to get to the move. Also, Close Combat as its second move means you can just one-shot as well as uh, you can really, really harm a Mandibuzz, even though Charm is already doing that for you. Oh, and just a lot of really hard neutral damage as well. Another Pokemon is Raichu. I bet you didn't remember that Raichu can learn Charm. Uh, it also knows Thunder Punch and Brick Break, two very spammy moves in their own, own right, and... They provide good coverage. Brick Break, obviously, super effective against your Ices and Darks. And Thunder Punch is really good against kind of your Flying-type Pokemon and uh, a lot of your Waters. I've also got here Beartick, Chinchino, and Lipard, who I've lumped in together because while they are all good and they are all Charm users, they all share a big weakness, which is they are... Weak to counter. All kind of, all for different reasons. So, Beartick's Ice type, Chinchino's Normal type, and Lipard's Dark type, they all share a weakness to counter. And if you are using your Charmer to take out counter users, it makes it a bit more difficult if you're also taking super effective damage from that counter. It is mutually assured destruction. Yeah, right. Is what it is. Right. So, it's kamikaze. You're just get, getting in, destroying the Pokemon getting destroyed yourself, and then moving on to the rest of the battle. All right, and we're excited to bring you more and more updates about the Vortex Cup as the meta develops and the month goes on. But for now, I think we're ready to deep dive into the Ultra League. Deep dive. You ready, Fish? Yeah. Deep dive. All right. This deep dive segment is called Ultra Beasts XL and how to defeat them. Because in Open Ultra League alone, there are 18 XL Pokemon in the top 30 of PV Poke. And I don't know about you, Fish, there aren't a lot of Pokemon right now that I can power up with like 300 XL candy. I just can't do it. How about you? Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, as far as I'm aware, I don't have enough XL candy to power up anything to level 50. So this will take a little bit of time for me to get to. So if you're in a position like us and maybe don't have the XL candy to go, we're trying to give you some regular Pokemon level 40 and under that can beat those XL, those supercharged Pokemon. And let's start off with some of the steals. So under the steel category, you've got Registeel, Ferrothorn, Galarian, Stunfisk, Steelix, and Perserker. All have that steel typing, all get whooped by fighters. They get their butts handed to them. So Escavalier is a really good option. Uh, Escavalier is a counter user that also resists steel moves, having that steel typing itself. Uh, and it can also beat Alolan Ninetales like all the other steels can. So there's an option for you. One thing you want to hide that Escavalier from, though, is XL Talonflame. XL Talonflame is going to knock out Escavalier in just a few incinerates, so be sure that you hide that well. If you want to beat an XL Talonflame in the Ultra League, 
you want to use anything that really just throws water or throws rocks. Um, Talonflame is a powerful Pokemon, but it's a little glassy. So anytime you can use water or rocks against it, so things like Empoleon, things like Gyarados, or even I'm a champ with Rock Slide, you'll do just fine. Abomasnow is another one, both the Shadow and the regular version. It does have a lot of really nice matchups in Ultra League, but you can beat an Abomasnow using an Obstagoon or an Alolan Muck. Obstagoon with that counter damage and Alolan Muck with the Sludge Wave or DeFi, one of our favorite moves, the Trash Can. I love Gunk Shot. Best animation in the game. Absolutely. Another Pokemon you might see an XL version of in the Ultra League is Politoed, both the Shadow version and regular. To beat a Politoed, you can use a Cresselia in Open Ultra League, and the version of Politoed that runs Blizzard instead of Earthquake can lose to Swampert, which is pretty nice. Swampert is just a fantastic overall pick for the Ultra League. Mandibuzz and Umbreon. My word, the bulk of these Pokemon. If you thought they were bulky in Great League. Just... Oh boy. Let me let me let, let us give you an example of just how tanky these Pokemon are. Mandibuzz can take a rock slide from a champ, and that rock slide will do 40% damage to a Mandibuzz. That's not even half, DeFi. It can take two rock slides. And just just keep throwing foul plays as it goes. That's right? gross. That's disgusting. Not to be outdone. Umbreon can take not one, but two full-on focus blasts from Registeel to the face. Oh, man. A fighting move, a nuke fighting move from Registeel does 43% damage to an Umbreon. And Lock-On isn't doing much fast move damage in between to be able to farm it down either. So it will genuinely live beyond two focus blasts from a Registeel. So again, if you want to beat Mandibuzz and Umbreon... Obstagoon in the Ultra League is a fantastic choice, as well as Melmetal, because Melmetal has that excellent superpower damage if you can land it. And uh, anything fairy as well, so like a Gardevoir or a Clefable. Speaking of Clefable, Deepai. Clefable is a Pokemon that you might have seen in Ultra League before, as well as Meganium and Drifblim, because they worked okay if you had a a hundo version of them, perfect IVs, and you best buddied them. They got into a respectable range for open Ultra League. And all of these Pokemon are still viable here as XL Pokemon, so you might see a little bit more of them. They stay fairly similar. The things that are going to beat Clefable, the things that are going to beat Meganium and Drifblim, the things that beat them before are still going to beat them now. They just get a little bit more bulk with those additional power-ups and better IV spreads. So all those were for the top 30 of the Open Ultra League, where your legendaries and mythicals are allowed. Um, In Premier Cup, without the legendaries or mythicals, it is pretty much the same story. There's just a couple of little differences, Pokemon that are in these rankings that aren't in the Open such as Jellicent and Scrafty, Pokemon that are good against your ghost types. They lose to Venusaur and Dragonite. Also, Altaria and Skarmory. Altaria, amazingly, uh, despite it only being able to max out below 2300, still has about a 50-50 win rate against the core Ultra League meta, which is amazing, but... You can actually beat 
both Altaria and Skarmory with a Shadow Machamp in the one shield, also Empoleon will beat them both. Something I thought was interesting is that Lapras XL is in the PV Poke Top 30. Regular Lapras you can use just fine. However, if you have one with the IVs where you can power it up um, close to 2,500, it'll just take a few extra power-ups to get it passed into that XL range. It actually picks up quite a few additional wins. But still, to beat Lapras XL, you can use Venusaur, you can use Snorlax, you can use Empoleon will beat it, just barely, but it does. Um, but you do have to watch out for fire types like Charizard. Um, Swampert loses to that XL Lapras as well. So got to be careful with those. In closing, we hope that this helps you to navigate the minefield that is the new XL meta. If you have any questions for us, or like Mahalo, you just want to tell us how awesome we are, then send your feedback or questions through to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And we're also on Twitter, so you can get the links in the show notes. Uh, hit us up there. We, re- we make sure to respond to everything. And in the meantime, we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks, Fish and DeFi. Appreciate it. Always happy to hear what you have to say because the idea of XL Candy and then going up against them uh, kind of freaks me out. So <laughs> nice to hear a conversation around it for sure. All right. We were just having a conversation about something. I don't remember what it was. Do you remember? What do you, what do you mean? Weird? Is it, is it, do you mean emails? I do. I do. But I, I couldn't understand your accent. Is it, is it emails? Oh, yeah. Emails. That's right. And no voicemails this week. We didn't get any voicemails this week. Uh, that's that's quite all right. Team voicemail, you take a week off. You deserve it. But this week, plenty, plenty of regular emails. Trust me. So many that we used one for gear up. Can you believe it? This first <laughs> one is from Chris dad. Hi, gents. Not my dad, by the way. I have a quality of life suggestion for Niantic. Niantic, please let Lucky Eggs benefit both friends as they level up. If I put a Lucky Egg down prior to leveling up in friends, please give the other friend the additional XP. I'm not horrible or selfish. Yeah, I'm not the best at communication. Since we are all back on the XP grind, it would be a really cool thing to do. Heck, I would even buy the mutual Lucky Egg. I have never purchased a Lucky Egg by itself, and it, but if it was mutually beneficial to friends, I would. But buy more. I would buy them in multiples because I like to gift and I appreciate my friends leveling up with me all. This would be a really great gift for our virtual friends. And we could all use more kindness these days. Many thanks, Chris, dad. Again, not my dad. Okay. So thoughts, feelings on, uh, on if should lucky eggs apply to, you know, the other person in the, in the friendship level up situation. I mean, should they, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be a good addition just because sometimes communication is a pain and some people want to coordinate like 10 friendships and you're like, no, I want to get these steps going. Come on. Yeah. But I don't think it's a big enough deal for something to be solved. And of course, if they solve it, it's less money for Niantic. That's that's true. And that's kind of how it is. Also, I mean... It, I could kind of see how it would actually make things a little more complicated for some people. How many times are you going to do, oh, I thought you had an egg going. Oh, no, I thought you had an egg going and they dropped the ball anyway. Yeah. So it'd be a nice idea, but I could see it being complicated by accident. (laughs) 
I want to piggyback off of this email real quick because I just finally remembered. I said on the last podcast that a best friend was botched because of failed communication and a gift was open anyways. This is not the case. Oh, we both did not realize that we did a remote raid together. And so we both botched it for each other. So I am sorry for calling you out. It definitely was a mutual (laughs) failure. (laughs) Did that person DM you? was like, hey, what's the big idea? No, they tagged me in the Discord. (laughs) Oh, I missed it. Who was it? Do you you think they mind? Uh, I don't don't think so, but it's it's under the episodes channel. It was... (laughs) Okay, I'll check it out. I was like, oh my God, you're so right. That's so funny. That's so funny. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyways. All right. And the next email is from Keenan. Started listening to your podcast when the whole lockdown started. Ooh, almost a year. This podcast has been a wonderful way for me to get caught up with all the Pokemon Go news and updates. Nice. Good. I'm glad you think so. We tried to do that. Do you have any advice on how to level up faster? I've been stuck on level 32 for three months. Once again, thanks for all you do. Oh, no. Okay. Well, it's kind of hard for us to sort of assess this based on, well, we don't really know what your situation is. Mm -hmm. If you're stuck in the house with minimal spawns, the answer is on your catch streak days, have an egg going or something if you can do that. And if not, make sure you do your catch streaks. I can't think of anything else. What do you think, Kyle? If you do get decent spawns for spotlight hour, the catch spotlight hours are good. And saving evolutions that you might have for the evolution spotlight hour, like we just had earlier today with Drowsy, using a lucky egg and evolving at that time is a very large sum of experience versus how it used to be a long time ago. Yeah. Those are good options if you truly are unable to, to get out with large access to stuff, but otherwise need maybe a little bit more info to be able to give some more advice otherwise yep well that being said just like the entire conversation we had during gear up just play as efficiently as possible if you have new evolutions or pokedex entries wait until there's an hour where you can stack all of them together with a lucky egg and get the most out of them things like that will we'll do you know wonders but thank you for the email keenan next email is from simon they said hey chris kyle Listen to the interview with Reversal and all the discussions around extreme leveling goals. I had an idea that should keep the leveling more exciting. Niantic would need to announce something like this now before too many people get XP high beyond level 50. So they can make it that XP above level 50 could give rewards, i.e. two times level 50, three times level 50, etc. And could also go towards a badge. But they tell people now, when we release level 60, all bonus XP beyond level 50 is lost. Everyone starts the level 50 to 60 climb together. Ooh, like an MMO level squish. Yeah. We'll we'll get back to that, though, in a second, though. Mm -hmm. This should give another level of excitement when it comes around as it turns into a proper race, not just a skipped event. Some people may not like the idea, but if Niantic announces it now, people will have time to adjust. Then when the time comes around, we could see a grand race towards level 60, similar to what happens in World of Warcraft and other games. Oh, yeah. The idea of rewards and a badge now means people still have a reason to grind it out if they want. Anyways, just an idea. Thoughts? Well, there's also a question, but let's talk about the thoughts of there. How do you feel, Chris? All right. So I think it's too late for this. 
um, because there are several people already. I mean, even during that interview with Reversal, he said by the end of the year, he wanted to be at one billion experience. He's at 740 million, something like that right now. And so I was like, wow, if that's Reversal, and I know that he's not number one in the world, right? He's he's up there for sure, but he's not yeah. number one. What does that look like? And those yeah. people have like over two billion put away. Yeah, I think I think Brandon Tan last screenshot I saw was at two point one. Yeah, yeah. So this would be really awful for those people that are that dedicated. That being said, I like the idea a whole lot <laughs> to a degree. I don't miss the rat race of the of the World of Warcraft or other MMO stuff. Um, and it always felt kind of bad to never be able to participate in that sort of stuff because the amount of time it took, like you have to play the game full time. Yeah. But that's, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I think it's both awful and fantastic. I don't think there's an actual benefit to this because no matter which way you slice it, no matter how you squish it down, squish it down, no matter what experience you remove, nobody else is going to compete with somebody like brandon tan you remove all his experience he will still have 100 million experience in a month and you will have 500,000. or otherwise all of the power gamers who are going to race who did the race to 50 would still be at the top of the race to 60 nothing significant would change because they just play it as a full-time job basically Right. And I think more to that point, though, too, it's because it's a singular thing and not a team. When you're talking about World of Warcraft, like they have a team of 10. And so they everybody has to work together. They all it's not just a single person that has infinite time that's able to do it. This glorifies the individual wherein in an MMO setting, which is why it's kind of cool. They have like a Hall of Fame that basically has just groups of people, you know, guilds. It's and, and a lot of times that group of 10 are supported by a, a large supporting cast of other players that are helping that raid team get there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I, I appreciate the idea, but I don't think it solves the potential issue that it's trying to solve. But it's such a cool idea and, and a neat concept to talk about in the setting of this game for sure. Yeah, it unfortunately it was something that would have been needed to have been at least teased back before people were already level 40, basically. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's more to the email. I've also got a question. Which Pokemon makes you really happy, but is likely a surprise to listeners? Not a popular choice, or just doesn't fit with others you like, and why? For me, I was out one day after I'd gotten back into Pokemon Go, and I stumbled across a random three-star raid I had never seen the Pokemon before. When I opened the raid up, I physically cracked up laughing because it was a Sudowoodo standing dead still, staring back at me with a stupid grin. (laughs) I caught it and cemented my love for this Pokemon, despite it never really being discussed ever in the Pokemon community. Cheers, Simon. I think I've already outed myself on this one. Star you and star me. It's it's they're not it's not that they're not a fan favorite, but it's not one that people would immediately associate with me. They're one of my favorite Pokemon that I just always love to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, My answer is Wingle. (laughs) <laughs> i love wingle is a wingle i love wingle hey, let me i just want to ask a question have you caught any shiny wingle hold your ponyta <laughs> i have one and it was traded by you or from you <laughs> i know that on november 2nd 2019 <laughs> is that the only one you have yeah, wow. yeah i don't even have a bella for i've never got one since that's 
Okay. And just... you best believe I click on every wingle I see. And I still have I have another one with your name on it, by the way, for you. Oh, nice. <laughs> great. Great. <sighs> okay. Thanks for the email, though, Simon. That was a great question. And it's an interesting suggestion. I always like those kind of thought experiments, though, in terms of gaming. <laughs> true. true. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Sunobudo is a hilarious choice. Uh, this next one's from Skip Wilson. Gentlemen, after taking a lengthy quarantine break from Pogo, I started playing again a few months ago and therefore started listening to the show again. As always, I find it highly entertaining and informative. Thank you. Thank you. Given that I've been planning on restarting my patronage again for a while. Today was the day. I'm back. Why? So that I could have some right to say these words. Two kilometer <laughs> eggs. Super incubator. Chris. No, no, no. Also, no. <laughs> Hearing that was like seeing Gandhi punch someone in the face. It was like watching Arnold Schwarzenegger get winded walking up a flight of stairs. It was like a supermodel passing gas in an elevator. I must have misheard. My heart will be broken, but I've wrapped myself in a cloak of denial. Warm regards, Wes, a.k.a. Skip Wilson. <laughs> you didn't miss here. I, I, am, a, I am an egg-related villain. <laughs> I wanted to just also read out that when the episode went live, another patron, Tao Pikachu, commented, oh my god, I'm playing Community Day. And I agree with Kyle and dropped my phone when I heard 2K eggs in supers. <laughs> <laughs> Look... Haters gonna hate, you know, just that's fine. That's all right. It's, Keep it over there. I'll be busy look, hatching over here. Look, it is on par with purifying your shadow mute too. It is not. It is, it is too not as yes. grievous as a sin. Absolutely not. Yes. It's definitely a sin. I'll give you no, that. No, no, it's it is. I would understand somebody purifying their shadow mute too, because they likely had a reason. I have reasons too. I give you a good reason. It's not a I good reason. Eight, I had eight two K eggs. There were no regular incubators in a bundle, and I only had time for like one walk, like for the next couple of days. So, like, hey, I gotta hatch them all now. No, you don't. If you don't, if you don't, if you're not gonna walk for two more days, the eggs are still gonna be there. It's not like you're gonna hatch more eggs in those two days. They don't expire. What? <laughs> I currently have seven 2K eggs that I'm working through with a normal incubator while my 30 super incubators sit there. That sounds like a nightmare. Ugh. As long as I remember to open it up at work to switch the egg out, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Wes, for your email and glad to have you back. Next email is from Eric. And they said, good evening, Chris and Kyle, or is it the other way around? First, I wanted to premise this message by saying that I'm a longtime listener, but this is my first time emailing you. I'm from Montreal in Canada, home of the 2019 Safari Zone and birthplace of the shiny Yanma, baby. Shiny Yanma's <laughs> shiny. I, I love that, by the way. Like that thinking that it's the birthplace of shiny Yanma. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. awesome. I also want to take a few minutes to acknowledge and thank you both for the great work that you do with this weekly podcast. Kyle, a special thanks goes to you for always keeping it real and authentic. Some people may think that you always complain about the negative points. But as I see it, your heart is always in the right place. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm confident your goal is to remind everyone who works at making Pokemon Go to never stop pushing the limits to improve the gameplay. From my perspective, it is because of people like you that we continue to get new quality of life enhancements. I want to thank you for your role in making this happen. You are special and we notice you. I really appreciate that. I 
Chris is currently dying from laughter. Because <laughs> he, he has known me long enough now. I, I am a very salty individual when it comes to commenting things. But I, all, I, I, never, I never complain purely for the sake of complaining. No, so, but you don't offer any alternatives. Something, no, that is not true. I am full of ideas most of the time. Well, okay, the best ideas I can't. I can't say. I'm just saying oh, there's other ways to do things. That's sure. It. There's so. gotta be a better way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is that is my line of thinking a lot of times when there's uh-huh. problems. But back to the email, Chris. Your enthusiasm and great energy is contagious. I believe that you are the type of individual who goes out of his way to make sure that his community is well taken care of and will never shy away at an opportunity to bring a bit of sh- sunshine to someone's day. Thank you for being the positive force we all need in these special times. You have no idea how refreshing this can be for us all. Thank you. More or less, more or less nailed, Chris. It's, Close. It's, it's Close. Maybe not in the community at large, but in the room. We'll go within for, the room. For sure. But, I mean, you, you know, because we've known, we know each other very well, that I, I am very kind up front. But if I know you well, my love is shown by, like, really just putting the screws to you a little bit now and again yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's very different <laughs> interactions <laughs> once you get to know chris but it's the same same ideas behind it. it's okay that's kind of you finally the question i have for you is this why is it that every time i go out for a walk i always end up running out of pokeballs i live in an urban city and my local community has done a great job filling my neighborhood with plenty of stops and gyms there's about 100 stops and 25 gyms on the 10 kilometer path i walk in about three hours when I go for a walk. That's a that's a good route. Mm-hmm. And I open up all 25 gifts. But if I go out walking with a lure, I always end up running out of balls before I get back home. I like to grind a lot, but it seems that this game keeps limiting me in the grind. The only time I had enough Pokeballs was during the Kanto event when the challengers were spitting out 20 Pokeballs for beating them. Why can't Niantic bring this feature back on a few Pokestops? Not all. To allow the grinders like myself not running out of balls constantly. Thank you again for everything you do and looking forward to listening to your 500th episode. Cheers, Eric. 500. Wow. Ooh. Uh, that's an idea. I hope I hope this game still has content in 500 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> hope people are still willing to listen to us in five, yeah. 500 episode. Jeez. That said, I can so relate to this, especially as I've been trying to make more effort to play like after work, usually I restrict my play for when I'm off. So I build up Pokeballs on the in-between days. But when you actually are actively catching, it's very hard to stay current on Pokeballs. One stop gives you three Pokeballs and you can quick catch eight Pokemon in the time it takes you to spin that one stop, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, there's not a great answer. It The, the best answer is dedicate a night to restocking. It's why we talk about restocking before events a lot. Yeah. Or, you know, use a use your Pokeball like your peripheral and and spin stops while catching as well. So you don't have to split your time or don't just straight up catch and do rocket stops and other things in between that might help you out a little bit. But yeah, it is designed for you to run through. It's not supposed to be self-sufficient. They do offer Pokeballs in the shop for a reason. And that might be it. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's rough because just Pokestops do not give enough pokeballs in general no can go spin 50 stops you walk away with 100 pokeballs it's like they've they've been boosted uh and it still feels like it's not enough that's just the world we live in yeah Yeah. but thank you for your email eric 
This next one and last one is from Mitch. Said, hi, this is Cook's Gravy. Just wanted to say hi, shiny vibes all. Almost forgot to email, but not quite. That's it. All right, Mitch. Thanks. Appreciate you and your dedication to always being our caboose email. <laughs> it was literally at the buzzer, by the way. Chris had it already was. had everything done. And he's like, oh, wait, there's an email. It's Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. All right. That brings us to the end of the show. If you want to email us like these fine folks did, you can do so by sending an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave a voicemail at 262-586-7717. Visit our website for all things GoCast at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily, you can do so via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash gocastpodcast. And uh, our minimum tier there is $1 a month, and that gets you access to our best perk, which is the patron-exclusive Discord. Shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Lori, Swartz, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Jabril, and Tish. Thank you so much for your generous patronage and support. We appreciate you helping us keep, and here it is, the digital lights on. That's right. <laughs> that means it's the end of the show. The last thing we got to do is set some goals, and we're out of here. Kyle, what are you looking to accomplish this week? Uh, just a reminder that Instant Day is on Sunday, even though you said you don't care. <laughs> yeah, don't care. But I'm looking at 500,000 experience getting pretty close to that 40 million mark which is pretty great and i noticed that i almost have the platinum badge for both evolve pokemon and hatch eggs oh so i'm gonna say get the platinum badge for the evolve pokemon which is like 70 evolutions i think and hatch 30 eggs all right those three and then your ongoing gbl climb Yep, that's that's just ongoing. I'm trying to do that when I like take my lunch break at work or laying down before bed, just trying to fit something in. Oh, that reminds me, this is not really going to be relevant once the podcast comes out, but this Friday I am going to be on Fish's stream doing some uh, Go Battle League Great League matches for some coaching and just otherwise a good time. I'm so excited. We were going to delay it, but next week's going to be Ultra League. That doesn't sound fun at all. So no one's going to enjoy <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, buddy. Oh, then you got to really get going on your GBL climb if you want to do it before Great League is over, don't you? It's I, it's by season's end. It's okay. It's coming back. That's true. That's true. Everything comes back, right? Everything comes back. Okay. For myself, you're done, right? All right, for myself, real quick, I'm going to get rank 10 in GBL. It's a carryover from last week. 79 million experience, be at that marker that's roughly 800,000 this week, which should be kind of doable. And I really, really, really want to catch a shiny nose pass. So please, during this event, I want to do it. He looks great. Let's go. And that's it. That's the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. We appreciate you doing so. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode, episode 136. Until then, bye bye. Bye.